now, time for seafood news. Welcome to the Seafood News Podcast. This episode of the Seafood News Podcast is sponsored by Comtel, the premier market intelligence platform for all center-of-the-plate proteins. The latest feature update integrating Opsano forecasting data directly into Comtel's charting capabilities has been well-received by subscribers who are now able to view past, present, and forward-looking pricing data in one place. If you haven't had a chance to check out this feature, reach out to an account manager at sales at earnerberry.com to see what all the buzz is about. I'm Seafood News Managing Editor Amanda Buckle. And I'm Erna Barry Seafood Market Reporter Lauren Castiglione. Today, we're happy to welcome Craig Morris, CEO of the Association of Genuine Alaska Pollock Producers, who is joining the podcast fresh off GAP's successful fourth annual meeting. That's right. We've been talking about GAP's fourth annual meeting for months. I think I could recite that sponsorship line in my sleep. And it finally happened. (laughs) So we asked Craig to come on to break down some of the biggest takeaways from the event, including the new GAP partnerships which span three countries. Let's take a listen. Hi, Craig. Thanks for joining us on today's podcast. I want to start off by saying no hard feelings for asking Amanda to MC GAP's fourth annual meeting over me. I'm the first one to admit she's the star. I'm the hype man. <laughs> hey, we're, we plan to have many more meetings to come, so your time will be here soon. <laughs> you know, people often get us confused and... um. We'll never forget anything, Richard Barry. So <laughs> when I came back earlier this week, Lauren was like, were they surprised when you showed up or? <laughs> but uh, I was I was so happy, so happy to be there. It really was truly an amazing event. It was definitely our biggest and, and I believe our best yet. Definitely. So, um, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm happy to have been uh, played a small part in it. And uh, I talked to many happy attendees at the reception afterwards. But Craig, what has been some of the feedback you've received? Overwhelmingly positive. Uh, I think for the people that have been a part of this industry uh, for a long time, uh, to see that investment uh, actually uh, not only taking root, but but really showing some some real dividends. I think, as you heard, especially in that last panel, um, you know, our industry is is very sales oriented and really watches the numbers. And they they got a chance to to hear a lot of numbers that day that shows that we are really moving the needle. And consumer awareness and familiarity uh, with the fish, and and really driving that demand, which is you know really what all you know that's the only thing Gap's about. Yeah, yeah. Amanda was telling me all about the presentations, and as a proud member of the um, team Wild Alaska Pollock, I was so happy to hear that the first ever Wild Alaska Pollock direct to uh, consumer marketing campaign increased sales seventy eight percent. Is that right? It's unbelievable. So yeah, we have a partner in Ketchum uh, that utilizes a, a tool that can actually track the purchase behavior of those that are exposed to our content. And so this year, for the first time, uh, we have a sustained um, a demand and awareness campaign that utilizes a basket of six de- different influencers. And what Ketchum's able to do is actually track uh, the buying behavior of the followers of those influencers. So what Ketchum was able to demonstrate was that those um, followers of those, of those influencers uh, increased their purchases of Wild Escapolic products uh, after that campaign. So in other words, it worked. And it isn't just a campaign that's around impressions, you know, how many people did we reach, but they specifically picked influencers that we knew our message would resonate with and influencers that really resonated with their followers. And, and, and I'm really proud of the way that that worked out. And we've got another pulse coming out with those same six influencers 
here soon, and hopefully we'll see similar, uh, rarely successful results. Oh, awesome. And they were on, yeah, they were on TikTok, um, Instagram, right? That was correct. Yeah. Instagram primarily, uh, but on uh, across a number of other platforms. And so for us, Instagram is one that's very uh, food focused. Uh, it's one that that really puts things into very manageable chunks for people. Uh, it's obviously obviously has just beautiful imagery, and then with the ability to go into the bio and link people back to what we've built on the Gap platforms for where to buy, which has you know really been an issue for our industry. And in terms of you know people walk into the seafood department and ask for where's the wild escapolic? Well, it's not there. You know, it's in the frozen food aisle or it might be in the drive through or the quick service restaurant or a num- number of other partners that we're working with right now. So that's the beauty of Instagram is people can go to that bio and actually find where these products are that these influencers are preparing. Yeah, it's so important. And we'll uh, in our show notes on seafoodnews.com, we will list out some of the influencers that if you are on social media, you can follow them and, and see the important work that they're doing. But um, I, yeah, I thought the, the presentations from Ketchum, Mary Elizabeth Germain, she was fantastic. Um, and like the data was so promising for for Wild Alaska Pollock. And um, while, while you're on the while you're on the subject of of uh, the influencers, I'm, I'm sure one of your questions will be, "What was my favorite session?" Well, uh, duh, it was standing on stage with with celebrity chef Antonio Lafasse yes, preparing that Wild Alaska Pollock Melanese. So that was, I think, one of the highlights for a lot of people was was not only uh, getting the data and the things that people expect uh, from the Wallace Kapolic annual meeting, but actually having one of our influencers there uh, of such star power to, to not only prepare the, the fish, but visit with everybody and, and talk about, you know, the path forward for us in moving into those channels like her restaurants down in L.A. She was she was fantastic. Um, and and Craig, you said the, the presentations are available for people to view, correct? Correct. So we have uh, an event page on the Wild Escapolic website. Uh, it's wildaskapolic.org uh, slash AM-2022. And so we have not only the slides, but actually a recording of the meeting uh, on, on the event page now, too. So definitely check that out. But just uh, nothing will be being there in person. And she had such excitement for the product she's working with. And, and I love that, you know, some people that just, you know, they're like, sure, I'll, I'll do it. But she said, no, she's like, I wanted to test out the product. I wanted to see what I was working with. And she just had so much good things to say about Wild Alaskapolic. And Lauren, the smell in the room when she started cooking, it was mouthwatering. And thank goodness we had lunch right afterwards and we all got to try <laughs> try the recipe that um, oh that's awesome it was so good and it was it was and that's i talked to her afterwards at the reception craig and i was like i actually i could do this i could make the recipe that you did and she made it seem so easy like that's what i was going to ask if you could replicate it at home i think we, <laughs> i think it might be an upcoming watch us eat for us lauren it was it was that it was it looked very simple and more importantly it, it tasted delicious but um I also wanted to talk about so like i said a lot of the information was you know the the feedback uh, from Ketchum too was just so positive. Um, you know, people are just receiving education on wildlife pollock and the perception of the fish overall has remained incredibly positive. Um, you know, how could it not, you know, I think Lauren and I say it all the time. It's just a good fish, (laughs) but some of the data surrounding Surimi was surprising to me. I didn't realize how much consumer confusion there was with Surimi. Craig, did you find some of that information surprising? Yeah, we did a focus group uh, study last year and sat down with people and, and talked to them about Surimi seafood. And, and that was real eye opening for us. And that we learned that uh, in general, the impediments to building demand uh, for that product are more perceptual than they are actually uh, people's opinion of the, of the product itself. And so 
when we sat down and talked to people about Surimi Seafood, which obviously most Americans, as you saw from the data set presented at the meeting, uh, know is imitation crab. When, when we talk to people about their perceptions of imitation crab, they say, you know, we, we I prefer real seafood or, you know, I prefer uh, things that aren't imitation. And when we explain to people that it's not, there's nothing fake or imitation about Surimi seafood. It's, it's, it's real seafood made from a real fish with an amazing story called Wild Ascapolic. They say, oh, okay, that's really interesting. And then when we give them recipe ideas, they're much more likely to put it in their cart at the grocery store and, and take it home. And then when you connect it to things that people already enjoy, like those California rolls or crab rangoons or a lot of things that have been made with Surimi seafood for years, it really makes it much more relatable and, and a, a much easier bridge for people to cross, you know, from a demand perspective. So this year was the first year that we did a nationwide survey to really understand consumer awareness of, of the product. And as, as, as we just said, obviously more people know about it as imitation crab than as surimi seafood, but then their perceptions of it. And, and what really came up to the top was this impediment that the term imitation, you know, really is a, is a barrier to demand. And it's, it's going to take a lot of education to get people to know that imitation crab is actually real seafood, which has a wonderful sustainability story. It works well in a variety of recipes. It's very versatile, yada, yada, yada. All of that, I think, is something that, that gives us a roadmap on how to market this product better in the future than maybe we have in the past. Yeah. And one of those is, is healthcare, right? I mean, uh, Eat Well Global, uh, Vice President Chris Rich, he gave an amazing presentation. Yeah, each year we ask people who their most trusted source uh, sources of information are. You know, obviously friends and family always come up high on that list. Celebrity chefs come up high on that list, um, but dietitians, especially those that are associated with retailers, uh, always show up really high. And, and when you think about it, most of us don't go and see a nutritionist. We don't go and see a registered dietitian, but we do get that Costco connection, uh, you know, in the mail or, or, or we or we're walking down the aisle at our local grocery store and hear that that corporate nutritionist for that retailer talking to us. Those are all, always really, really um, trusted sources of information. They, they've shown up consistently on ours. So we wanted to reach out to that community and eat well global. Is, is an organization that had the ability to get us in touch with them to just talk to them about Serenity Seafood and better understand, you know, if we were going to try to market this product from a nutritional standpoint, what are some of the messages that you view are accurate? And what are some of the things that you would say, you know, to the customers that come in to, you, to your retail outlets and you would talk to about why Serenity Seafood? So that was, I thought, really, really important for us to understand what are the messages that they're aligned with and what are the messages that maybe we can work with them to help disseminate? Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. So now I want to switch gears and talk about some upcoming things. Um, you know, at uh, at GAPS uh, meeting, you announced new partnerships. Um, previous partnerships have been so amazing so far, and I was excited to be here, hear about the new partners and um, possibilities for Wild Alaska Pollock. And I read that we have not five, not 10, but we have 15 new partners this year. It's unbelievable. Yeah, so we... Um... We're very much at, at, at Gap about not only taking care of our, our current partners, but but really trying to put the fish into new channels, uh, put the fish into new forms. And I think that's really a new markets. Uh, and that's one of the things I'm really proud of this year is we've got uh, uh, everything from our, our longstanding partners like Gordon Seafood that we have a campaign 
uh, coming up with uh, that's going to really try to move the needle on seafood demand in general in the United States and and really make a, a very approachable and relatable fish like Wallace Pollock a key component of Gordon's efforts in that regard, but also um, moving it up in terms of higher end applications like the Nordstrom restaurants. We're going to do a much more extended campaign with them this year uh, than we did last year for, for Earth Month. Uh, we have a couple of partners in foreign markets that showed up in some research that we did last year about foreign markets that have the most potential for growth uh, opportunity for the U.S. Wallace Pollock industry. So we've got a project uh, in Brazil. Uh, we have a project in Spain. Uh, but then we also have some new products, uh, everything from baby food to you know, a variety of other things that are, I think are going to be really exciting. Um, uh, Neptune Snacks is going to pivot uh, not only from the, the uh, jerky that they have that features wild escapolic, but into a, a Surimi product, uh, which we're really excited, excited about to get a shelf-stable Surimi product out there that people can enjoy. So it's a, just an amazing basket of, of projects, and it's, it's exciting to see um, because the partnership program is at least matched one-to-one uh, -one with company dollars. Uh, companies are, are are excited to to work with our fish and and get it out there and and again new channels new forms and, and new markets. I know that was one of the things I immediately messaged Lauren about. I said, well, I was so excited to meet meet Nick Mendoza from uh, from Neptune's because we just that's been one of our favorite products to try on on watch us eat. Um, those the fish jerky is just that. Like I said they've got something special there. That is a good snack. Yeah. Um, so I was excited to meet him, and uh, we're gonna have to have him on the podcast in Q1 to talk about. This this top secret Surimi product that he's got in the works, so we're excited about that. But it was also Nick, Nick's a rock star, and he's, <laughs> he's had an uh, amazing career journey himself. But we're really proud to have him, have him as a part of Team Wallace because He he does look at things differently, but he truly is is an evangelist on sustainability and the important role that, that seafood can play in in you know the diets of people that are concerned about you know, the, the impact the dietary choices have on, on the climate. And so we're, we're really proud of what he's doing because it, it uh, reflects really well on the industry and the fish itself. Definitely. And, and the sustainability aspect of it, the, you know, helping earth with what you're eating, like that was a, a big topic that came up multiple times throughout the meeting. But um, another product I was weirdly excited about was 7-Eleven's uh, partnership up again. That, you know, I don't think of 7-Eleven, when I think of 7-Eleven, I think of the rotating hot dogs that are just on that grill. <laughs> but when we tried it a couple of years ago, that fish sandwich was fantastic. It was right <laughs> up there with the other QSRs. And so I'm excited. I, I right, It wasn't around last year, so I don't think so. I'm excited that it's going to be back this year. Yeah, I'm really excited too. So it's there's actually a funny story with that. We did a campaign uh, with 7-Eleven first on fish sandwiches for Lent. And then they did a fish bites that I thought was absolutely outstanding. And, and Jimmy Fallon on his show uh, poked a little fun at the fish bites as saying, you know, why would you ever go to 7-Eleven for fish? And I actually saw Jimmy Fallon at an event at the White House. And and, and I was a little star starstruck, <laughs> but I didn't have my words with me. But if, if, if I get an opportunity to see him again, I, I got to give him uh, give him a little bit of heck and say, you really got to give 7-Eleven Fish uh, a second chance because Wallace Pollock uh, is a pretty good product and, and then they do a really good job with it. So we are really excited about that partnership with 7-Eleven uh, for Lent and bringing that fish sandwich back into their into their uh, repertoire. Well, hopefully this time around, he'll maybe he'll eat a sandwich on, on camera and that would be right. He does so many bits. I think we, we've got to get a little uh, grassroots campaign uh, going. Definitely, definitely. Well, Craig, I know it was a long week for you. Thank you so much for joining the Seafood News Podcast and uh, go Team Wild Pollock. Go Team Wild Pollock. Thanks so much.